Welcome in everybody, just going midday on uh, on a Wednesday. Welcome to half of New Zealand, because the other half have the great Andy Thompson with the Rural Roundup, uh, Kazi Neeps in the producer. I can see them on my cameras here. If you're listening in now, um, you've got us for uh, 12 to 1. Um, no, you're saying hello to the Rural Roundup team because I can't hear me. So uh, really important that the people that are on the airwaves now really interested in your feedback. We've got a ripper topic for you. We've got some ripper guests. I'll tell you about the guests we've got coming up uh, just after one. Georgia Miller, Blackfern 7 star. Um, she's just burst onto the world scene. Um, a phenomenal player. I've been talking about her for a couple of weeks and I hope you've managed to get to see just the incredible I was going to say incredible future. She has got an incredible future, but she's got an incredible present at the moment as well. So good to watch. Um, hasn't had a long rugby journey, but we'll find out about it and get to know her just a little bit better after one o'clock. We're going to have a little bit of a nostalgic trip today during the show at some time as well. We're going to have a look back on that 1973 All Blacks Barbarians game. Absolute belter of a game, and it made the BBC top 100 sporting moments of all time that particular match. So we'll just reminisce about that as well. Jim Bruford, he'll be coming to us out of Karaka. He is a New Zealand bloodstock insurance advisor, and we know how much money's changing hands. You know, half million dollar colts and fillies, thirty thousand dollar ones, but about a thousand lots, I think, at Karaka during the week. So a very busy man will be Jim Bruford. I just want to get a bit of the nuts and bolts about what's um, what's involved for an insurance guy in the racing industry. Insuring horses, is it the same as cars? Don't know. I don't know. Uh, we've also got, I was going to say mastermind, we've got the chase today being a Wednesday. Uh, we've got a new, I don't know if we've got a different chaser, just don't know. Sam never tells me. So that'll be at about the, usually at about the 2.40 mark. That'll be after we talk to Jim Bruford. We will be um, playing the chase. Um, what else? we have a look back in the day as well. Um, other bits and bobs. But the big one we want to kick off with, the big one we want to kick off with today, and we've been around the office and asked them, or Sam has, and been around and asked the staff, because that's sort of a, a straw poll. Greatest of all time tennis player. Three names are in the conversation. Novak, Roger, or Rafa, and I guess before them, what would the conversation have been? McEnroe, Connors, Agassi, Borg, but these three have really set themselves apart, and they probably are the three greatest men's tennis players of all time. So really keen for you to weigh in on who and why, and it's weird. I've got two answers to this, <laughs> which isn't right when there's only three names. Uh, but I will I will qualify that in time. So give us a text, and you know the text number is double eight double three. Thank you to Temper and Bedpost. That's where you get your Temper products is Bedpost, and or the phone line oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. And as you know, you regular visitors to the airwaves or the SENZ app, which you can listen to live, which a lot of you do. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. It's midday madness. It's phone calling time. So give us a yell. Give us a text. The greatest of all time debate. It probably won't go away, and it's probably one of the hardest ones to win. But give me a yell. Give me your reasons. Give me your rationale. I'm really keen to hear what what you guys and girls out there have to say. Greatest of all time, men's tennis player, Midday Madness. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat 
of Madness. Okay, phone calls really, really important. What is what is what I say? Talkback's only good if someone talks. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's much more engaging. We are here for you, the listener. So 0800-150-811. Novak, Roger, or Rafa? I don't know whether to tell you mine yet, Sam. Shall I tell you mine yet? There you go. I'm going to use my. Um, you remember? You may not remember. Uh, I chatted to Frank Nobolo last year, and I asked him, Jack Nicholas. Or Tiger Woods, who's the greatest of all time? And he gave me a phrase that has served me, will serve me for the rest of my life. And he said, Tiger Woods, best player ever. Jack Nicholas, greatest player ever. Hmm. And that's where I'm landing with the tennis scene. I'm the same with uh, Simon Mannering and Stacey Jones. Stacey Jones, the best warrior ever. Simon Mannering, the greatest. Hmm. You know, because you can compare skill versus, you know, and I say the same thing with Michael Jordan and LeBron because I personally think that LeBron James is more of an athlete. And you can you can say that technology's moved on everything, but he is more of an athlete. He's, he's bigger, he's stronger, he, you know, I'm not going to say he's more versatile, but he does everything on both ends of the court. However, MJ will always be the greatest to me for what he did to the game, you know, and how he transformed the sport. So... There's also a st- uh, often forgotten stat about Michael Jordan. Mm. I th- I'm going to go out on a limb and say three times he made the NBA all-defensive team. Yeah, LeBron does that too, though, doesn't mm. he? He gets defensive player of the year. Here's Captain K, who's just yeah, Sammy, it's, the, the steam coming off his head. We're 10 minutes in, and I've already lost my head. LeBron could guard one through five. Michael Jordan could not. LeBron's got more rebounds, more steals, more blocks than Michael Jordan. But he's played more seasons, hasn't he? And he's yeah, greedier. Th- this is why I don't agree with it, because you, if, if you put them two in We're not in, in talking about game, MJ and LeBron. We're talking saying, about you, you saying <laughs> You're saying this blasphemy, mm-hmm, Sam. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Saying, and Steph saying that Michael Jordan made three defensive NBA teams. LeBron does that every single year without fail, and he's still going. He doesn't. Michael doesn't have the longevity. Yeah, but Michael's still the greatest. So my point goes with the tennis players as well, and I know you haven't revealed, and I'm not going to reveal either, but I'm in your camp that I think there is a separation between the best and the greatest. All right, let's hear from our callers. 0800 150 811 is our number to join in the conversation, and we're going to Gizzy. Oh, city of my birth, Joe. Kia ora, Joe. Good to step. How are we going, brother? Very good, mate. Bit dry up there or what? No, no, I don't think it's going to be dry for a while. Although I've looked at the rain radar and there's nothing coming on the horizon. I'd say for the next twenty four hours. So let's hope we can dry out a bit. Yeah, mate. Yeah, we're sending you a bit of huddle half from down here in Gisborne. There's a bit of sprinkle, but nothing like you've had. We've had our uh, post washed away in the last couple of months, mate. So we know what it's like. Mm. So yeah. Uh, yeah, all righty. Let's go to your conversation. I think Rapper is the GOAT, and I'll tell you why. I saw him play at Wimbledon, uh, and I saw him play in the French Open. I think when it comes to someone who's the GOAT, they have to be someone who the public embraced. Now, you can be Novak with the biggest number, point there with, uh, with Nadal with 22, but people don't like him. Mm. Now, you can be the best player, but if you don't like him and the public don't embrace him, I think numbers on the board 
don't count for much. Now, our man in the in the office there, he said, he's yeah, talking about LeBron and MJ. MJ, he brought basketball to the people. He made young people want to stick their tongue out <laughs> and try and dunk from the free throw line. He created a shoe that's the biggest brand in the world, right? Now, when we're looking at people like MJ, he's not the best. You know, Bill Russell's the best with 11 championships. But he is going to go down probably as the GOAT. For me, I think you must have a player who's humble, you must have a player who's personable, and you must have a player that people can attain to be. People can attain to be Michael Jordan. He's not seven foot. He's not 16. He's 6'6". You can attain to be uh, Rory McIlroy, right? Because the small guys can hit it a mile. You, you can attain to be Roger Federer and be humble when you win. Not like Novak, who is just all about him, his family. You know, the, the carry in the last few years with COVID and all those things. I think he'll go down. He will win the most. Um, his body's in better shape. You know, then the other, then rapper's retiring, and the, um, and the goat, he's gone. But he will win 25, 26 titles, no problem. But I don't think that we people will recognise him as the goat. Um, it's like Brady. Brady's the goat, but he is losing his admirers now. The way he carries on, you know. So you're looking at great, and I think people like Bill Russell, Michael Jordan are great because they boarded generations with their sport. I think I think um, Nadal was great bringing Clay to the forefront as a Spaniard, and then you think our man, our Swiss man, was he was great all over the world, and I just think someone like uh, Novak, I think he's he, he's an amazing athlete. He's going to have the numbers. But for me, he doesn't He doesn't go into the GOAT categories for those reasons. So here's something you've done, Joe, and I appreciate it because I think to be a GOAT, which is an often uh, bandied sort of uh, phrase, it's more than just numbers. It's it's character. It's uh, it's your whole persona. It's your whole – and you, you, you've painted the picture beautifully with Michael Jordan, completely changed the game with shoes, with the tongue, with just – Michael Jordan got me into the NBA, and I probably wouldn't have got into it without him. Now, that's a generational thing because um, there's, there's people here who weren't there like you and I when MJ was at his peak, but you've hit it on a really good point. It's a holistic view at the person, the athlete, the results, right? Yep, and I'm right there with you, and we can go through the greatest all-black, pine tree meads, pine tree meads. For me, the greatest all-black is Richie. Mm. You know, a humble, humble man who carried a team, more men in his position, yeah, 148 test matches, and just lived the black jersey. For me, he's the GOAT when it comes to the All Blacks. You know, and everybody's going to have their own opinion. And, and, and that's the beauty of sport and the beauty of talkback. But for me, humility, character, class, uh, along with being an amazing athlete in whatever sport, right? Then you've got numbers on the board, then you go into those categories of being the goat or not, like Tiger and Jack, you know, and and those guys. But um, love the conversation, you know. Love to be back. Good on your staff. Hope your boys are all well up there. And you know, like I say, we're seeing some aroha from Gizzy, and uh, yeah, carry on the good work, brother. Cheers, my Gizzy brother. See, that's why I come from Gisborne. People like Joe, we think the same. Thanks, Joe. Stay well. Yes, Joe from Gisby. passionate, passionate. No one's right. No one's wrong. 
Okay, because this is a one. It's an unwinnable argument. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we're just still firing up back here about LeBron and MJ and Captain K, who doesn't. Oh, let's do that who, tomorrow. Who doesn't like the term? Oh, they got me into the game, so therefore they are the goat. Kez, do you want to explain it's not why? why you, no, I no. Need, because I made that statement. Yep. Without Michael Jordan. I would not have got into basketball as much as I did. I was a bit of a viewer in the Magic Johnson, Kareem, Larry Bird thing. Mm-hmm. So they they were my entree. Michael Jordan was my main. But this is just like, this is what I hear. It's like, I'm, I'm using my selective hearing, I think, Steph, because of the younger gentleman. But it's like, Michael Jordan got me into the He bought basketball to the people. So he that's did. why he's the greatest of all time. Like, how does that make sense? That's why I don't agree with the GOAT, because the only way I think you could truly find a GOAT is if you stick these guys like, well, we were quite lucky that we saw it with Rafa and Federer. You know, those were two of the, arguably the GOATs going up against each other a lot of the time, about 50 games. If you put LeBron and Michael Jordan in in a game against each other, that's the only way I think you could find the GOAT. That's why I don't agree with a GOAT, because what, what does Kobe Bryant... Did Michael Jordan's moves better than Michael Jordan because Michael laid different the ground. Eras. Different yeah, but, eras. But what, so why does that make Michael the goat? If someone's doing, you it can better, only measure them within their era. So Michael Jordan in his era versus LeBron in his era. LeBron my, dominates. He he he's like my I just my, don't get my it. retort to that staff is. I think when you just look at pure physical ability, and this applies to the tennis players as well, because people have brought up guys like Bjorn Borg and John Macro. When you just do physical ability. I'd argue that any tennis player today could probably beat Bjorn Borg. I'd argue any basketballer would probably beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he'd beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. If you're going to look at physical ability, the game has changed, eras have changed, times have changed, and you the, can't compare. Another example is, sorry to cut you off, Colin Meads. Mm-hmm. Um, like a colossus of an all-black, a colossus of a legacy. Yep. Same size as Ethan Blackadder. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but he was so, he was six foot three and and about a hundred kegs or something so, like that. So I think you do it two ways. One, you look at them in their era, what they did in, in their, their era, era, in their time, where the game was at, what the style of play did they transfer all that sort of stuff in their era, right? Put That's a box the first around thing, it. Put a box around. The second thing is you have to, I think, look outside of the pure physical ability. Who who was big in the clutch moments? Who won the NBA championships? Who brought the team together? Who grew the who who grew the game? You know, all of that I think counts because you can't just go off a physical specimen when, you know, times have changed so much and, and eras have, have changed so much. But back to the tennis. It does apply to tennis as well, I think. But back to tennis. Um, I mean, how good would Bjorn Borg have been with the rackets of today? That's yeah, the and, other the, thing. And, the, and the sort of and training McEnroe. and the systems and, you know, if they go to college and they get all the training, professional, you know. In fact, John McEnroe said, he said himself, a 45-year-old John McEnroe with the equipment of today would have beaten a 22-year-old John McEnroe with his wooden Wilson racket. Mm. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. who was your best? Or are we going to hold that for after the break? We'll take a break. 0800-150-811. Passion all over New Zealand. Join in. 0800-150-811. We've got a text in here from Mikey. You'll like this one, Sam. You should see the debate going on the producer's booth. These hands and arms flying. These yell- They're not even listening to me. Sam, you're not even listening to me. Sam, you're not even listening to me. I want to read this text. Please do. 
No need to phone in. I could listen to you three debate the GOAT all day. You should listen to the conversations that have been going out in this air break. I tell you, it is, the steam coming off these two young, naive individuals who, you know, barely have a lick of life experience, Mark Stafford, trying to tell me about... <laughs> you should podcast your conversation. Your we office almost should. We almost should. Anyway, I'll carry on with Mikey's, uh, who's, mm. who's, a, who's a regular caller. He said, also, Roger, for me, just a beautiful player to watch and came off the baseline to the net, which made him a bit different than the others. Despite where you sit, Roger, Rafa and Novak, what a golden age this has been. Uh, and I suspect it'll be a long time before we see its like again. Yeah. By saying which one of your three is the goat, you're not poo-pooing the other two. And if someone wants to pick Rafa, I, that's their choice. If they want to pick Rog, that's their choice. If they want to pick the Joker, that's their choice. Right? A couple of other text messages. Um, lads, great versus best is very valid. And the discussions, mics are off in the production booth and, and the debate starts up there. I should just turn, I wish I could turn their mics on and you could hear this discussion. Because when Sam gets passionate, his hands are flying, he's nodding his head. There's um, droplets of saliva projecting from his mouth as he's trying to make his point to Captain K and Finn. Anyway, uh, <laughs> great versus best is very valid. There's more to great than the best. Just like the argument with Ali. There's probably better boxers, but Ali had everything out of the ring too. Charisma, mana, etc. For me, it's Federer and Nadal are the two greatest, but Novak will win more titles. Cheers, Chris. See, great, valid points. This is why I love the listeners. Fantastic, valid points. Staff, for me, Roger Federer. Only one I've ever seen live, and he's my goat, and he's got great attitude now after a rough start, in my opinion. Unrivaled. Cheers, Ken. Thank you, Ken. Astute sports brain on Ken. I'll let Roger know that you think he's the GOAT. Uh, from Brendan, great call from the gent in Gizzy. He is spot on. That's Joe from Gizzy. It was a great call. Um, staff, the GOAT is Bjorn Borg. Too cool for school. Unbeatable, unflappable in his prime. Retired at the top of his game. Cheers, Mark from Christchurch. Yeah, didn't Bjorn Borg retire at... 26, 27, something like that. And the people that were around when he was playing, and of course his nemesis um, was McEnroe and Connors. I think Bjorn Borg, I think the long hair, the headband and the feeler gear. We talked about Michael Jordan with Nike and the Air Jordans. You think about what people that remember back that far, Bjorn Borg and the feeler brand, he bought feeler from nothing to something. Is that a Swedish brand feeler? I'm wondering because Bjorn Borg was the Swede. I must find out about that actually. Um, rivalries, rivalries of supremacy is what builds all of this up. Um, someone weighing in on the Michael Jordan LeBron chat. Michael Jordan didn't behave like an infant on missed calls. Time LeBron started acting like an alpha instead of an idiot. Oh. I wonder if Captain K heard that. I wonder if Captain K heard that. I, I, I may as well have no staff today. I, like, <laughs> nah, we're back. Here's we're a back. text message. I'm just schooling these two out here. No, and they no, just... I'm not. <laughs> Michael didn't behave like an infant on missed calls. Time LeBron started acting like an alpha male instead of an idiot. Well, part of the reason why I'm not a big LeBron James fan staff is that... Um, because I do think he is the best basketball player of all time. He 
it's it, 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 he makes he over accentuates his greatness without letting it speak for itself. Like who's the, that? Michael uh, um, LeBron, yeah. like a guy that calls himself the king. And we were talking about it, me and Finn, the other day, because he sort of uses this moniker, the kid from Akron. Now, if that was his moniker, if it was just the kid from Akron, if his Instagram was the kid from Akron, I'd love that. And I'd think, humble guy, humble beginnings, risen to the top. But as, but he calls himself the king, and he calls himself the greatest. When he got the scoring record or when he passed someone recently, he did a post saying, I'm undoubtedly the greatest now. Like, And if you're doing that without people doing it for you, then I think it takes away some of the shine. You shouldn't have to. Like Roger, for example, doesn't have to say, and, and to be fair, all three of them don't really go down this road, but they don't have to say that they're great. So they let the conversation speak for itself. LeBron seems like he has to make sure people know he's at the top of mind in front of the conversation, mm. and I've got a little bit of a problem with that. But that's just that's I've got me some, personally. I've got something to say to that too. Yeah, go on. Um, I'm going to do it after the news. Mm. Um, Cliff's rung in. We'll get him after the news as well. So hang about. Get passionate. By crikey, we need to fan the flames in the producers' booth. 0800 150 811. Uh, we'll go new sport and weather and... And when we come back, we'll continue. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Midday Madness, 0800 You're on Afternoons with Staffy in association with Goal, fueling your mission all year round. I tell you what, Sammy and Captain K can't drive anywhere near a Goal station because it will ignite because they are on fire. And Cliff from Dunedin might be too. G'day, Cliff. Hey, good afternoon, Staffy. Yeah, always an interesting thing of talking about the goats and, you know, who, who, who is the man and who is, you know, I, I think back tennis, is uh, oh, I don't know if it's, it's if it's lost its sheen a wee bit. I'm hoping that you know there's been always been three top players. You know, you talk about Borg, Connors, McEnroe, and then after them was Lendl, Agassi, and Sampras, and, there, and now we've got Federer who's gone, Nadal, and and Djokovic, and um, I'm hoping that there'll be three more to, just to keep it moving because you, you need rivalries and. It's the same in, in sport, you know, like with the golf, uh, you know, Rory and, and John Rahm arriving number one. I'm, I'm just wondering who's going to really come out from America on the PGA and, and look, put pressure on those two for the number one world spot because there seems to be a lot of guys in, in America who are, who are sort of newish and are winning and they seem to be winning, the new guys winning quite regularly, but the Justin Thomases and the the Jordan Spieths just seem to be, you know, hanging around. So it's going to be a huge year in the Masters, with the Masters coming up April and the other events of whether Rory and uh, Ram are going to be the guys to beat. And, um, you know, even like so the, the rivalries of the All Blacks, Australia and uh, South Africa, which was really strong in the early 2000s. It's just it isn't in there at the moment, is it? No, you're right. You need you need more than one person to be at the top of the game to to create that spark and create the interest. And those eras of tennis you talked about, you were right. You you really pinpointed the three. And occasionally you'd get someone like a Mats Valanda or a Stefan Edberg or Richard Krychek or Goran Ivanišević. They'd pop up and win a major every now and then. But it was that core of three. And that's what we've had the luxury of. And that creates the discussion and creates the interest. And on the golfers, 
I'm with you. Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler never really kicked on. Justin Thomas, is Scotty Scheffler the next guy? I don't think we've seen the next guy yet. I think he's still coming. Yeah, well, Scotty Scheffler certainly uh, had a good year last year in the majors. He Once he got rolling, he was a hard man to beat. But look, I think it's like anything. You, you, you can't be on the top of your game all year. No. You know, with the sea, golf is seasonal. A lot of sports are. And guys guys have to take their time out and break. Look, it was surprising that Rory came back straight into the new season and won. But I think that Reed business was uh, was fueled him a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way he played that last hole where he, he just about went out of bounds uh, into the creek and then uh, played a good uh, short uh, second shot to set himself up for a good third and then made the putt. And I'm, I'm sure he felt as good as he's ever felt, just proving that, uh, you know, that I am the number one, and at the mo- well, at the moment, because he is, and, uh, you know, just showing that the uh, opposition golf, you know, the... The live. Oh, the, the live. You know, live, the problem with live is that they've got no real back thing yet. You know, a lot of money for Saudi Arabia. These places are built uh, golf courses, and they want people to go there. So they need to be on television. They need pro- big time events there. Because if a guy spends, you know, hundred, two hundred million building a golf course, he needs wealthy men or women going playing there. But until he gets any coverage and has anything there, people don't aren't interested. They'll go and play at the at the main courses where others go. Mm. So. They need, they need people playing. They need to be seen. It's just like anything. You need to be seen on the television so that people will spend money and buy your stuff and play your stuff. It's amazing so, how replaceable some people are because I used to love watching Dustin Johnson play on the PGA Tour and he's been with Liv for a couple of seasons and I don't even think about him anymore and that's nothing against him. Out of sight, out of mind. Brooks Kepka, another guy. Yep. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Hmm. You know, the guy had it big. And he look, he did win a major. He he, you know, he looked real good that day. But everyone can be hot, you know. Michael Campbell was hot, you know, for a period of time. And everyone has their day, you know. Can't can't take Campbell. He, he's a U.S. Open winner. He'll never lose that. Just mm. like our great Bob Charles. Yes. Yes, bang on, bang on. Um, yep. Great call, Cliff. You always give me a good call. Really appreciate it. Yep. See you, Staffy. See you, buddy. Cliff out of Dunedin. You were talking about calling yourself the GOAT. LeBron James saying, now I'm undoubtedly the best. Yes. That is acceptable in America. Yeah. Yeah, more so than here. It's very American, and it's not acceptable here, and that's just a different way we view things. Mm -hmm. Don't know if we've told you this story. Dean Lonergan told me once, he was in Las Vegas for a big fight or something like that, and some guy rolls up in like a $800,000 Lamborghini or something like that. And the people all standing around, the guy got out, wasn't anyone famous, just a very wealthy guy. Who knows how he made his money? And everyone's just clapping him and going, I want to be him, I want to be him, I want to be him. He said, if an $800,000 Lamborghini pulled up at Sky City Grand and a guy got out, New Zealanders go, look at that tosser. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. That's very true. Well, and you know, the, the reality is, Kez said here that there will there, there is no greatest of all time when you're trying to compare eras. You're, you're basically saying they're the greatest of that era. They're not the greatest of all time. My thing is, there isn't a definitive greatest greatest of all time. That's why we have the debate, staff. Mm. It's a it's an objective. 
I said this to you. It's an objective argument. That's what I've been saying the whole time. It's a subjective argument. If it was objective, we'd all just agree on that person and we wouldn't talk about it. I said to you this, Kez, that it's a debate. That's the point. And the thing is, two people have different rationales going into this. So some people look at pure statistics and say Novak Djokovic is going to be the best. Statistically, he yeah, will be the best. Correct. And he's he's won, of all the majors, he's won consistently the most in each, whereas Roger, uh, um, Roger's only won one French Open. Nadal's only won, does it, two Wimbledons? Whereas Novak's won like four of each and then he's won a whole bunch of Aussies. You know, the other two specialise, Roger with Wimbledon, um, Rafa with the French. So, you know, there are people who look at statistics and go, I don't care if the guy's a nice guy. And same with LeBron. I don't care if he's an egg and he's an eager and he, you know, he cries or whatever. He is the best. Look at his stats. So there are people who look at a conversation that way. Then there are people like myself who take more into it. We don't just look at whether they're the best. We talk about their demeanor on and off the court, what they're like as a person, which is why I say Simon Mannering is the greatest warrior. Stacey Jones was the best. I always love Simon for his work ethic, the way he'd make 50 tackles or 60 tackles a game. He fronted to every single game. He you know, played better than he should. Yeah, exactly. And he was just sort of this little engine, for a guy from Nelson, and sort of highlighted by the fact that when he left the game, he's just gone and become a builder, and he basically doesn't watch rugby league anymore. Mm. You know, it's just the story around him, to me, creates a little bit more. So, and that's just people look at it differently. And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Graham from uh, Marlborough, formerly Northland, says, Afternoon, staff. I think you need to rephrase the question. Are you asking who's the greatest at their sport or are you asking who's got a nice personality, etc., as well as their sporting ability? They are different outcomes. If asking them as separate questions, in my view, Federer is the GOAT. In rugby, first equal with Meads, McCaw, Carter. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's no... I've been saying for a while, there's no correct answer, there's no incorrect answer, there's no, um, it's, it's, it's almost the unwinnable debate. It's almost the unwinnable debate. Uh, 0800 150 let's go to the phones, we've got Joey from Auckland, g'day Joey. G'day Steph, how are you mate? Good Welcome. Joey. Yeah look, it, it's a tough one isn't it, you know, dilemma wise and everything and the demeanour and everything, um, I would say like someone like Kobe Bryant, you know, um, unbelievable what he did. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, LeBron James has done everything and go by stats, yes, but if you took a poll, he, w- he wouldn't win the poll. If you took a poll around, around say, New Zealand or around Auckland, around the world, he probably, LeBron James probably wouldn't win it. It's the same as Federer and, and Djokovic. Djokovic, yes, he might have won more, more titles or whatever than anyone else yet. The, the, the goat or the, the one that people would go to would be the, would be Roger Federer because of his demeanour and the way he's treated people and the way people have treated him around the world. And they, they treat you like that because it's the same as Richie McCaw. Because Richie McCaw was a great all-black, a fantastic footballer, but off the field as well, unbelievable as well. And that's, I think, how you, you get to take, I think... The greatest, you know, same as Muhammad Ali. I look at Muhammad Ali. Yes, he got beat, um, but I would go and watch him before I watch anyone because he was unbelievable with his his charismatic, um, the way he was, you know. And that's how I look at it. And I, I you know, you look, you look at um, uh, Djokovic now, a little bit, I'd say, ignorant, but a bit, bit, bit of a smart 
and I suppose you can, you can afford to be that when you're, you're that good. But Federer was never like that, or, or Kobe Bryant was never like these guys. You know, like your, your, your producer said, uh, saying, you know, he, he tells them, you don't have to be told you're the king. Mm. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to tell people you're the king. You'd be told you're the king. That's yeah. the difference between the, between the two or three that, that are around, you know, in, in basketball or, or, or in sport. You don't have to be told that. Um, you don't. You don't have to say that. You 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 get told by your peers that you're the best. Yeah. Let your game and your legacy speak for itself. You don't have to speak to it yourself. Yeah, exactly, Steph. You know, it's like it's like it's like stripping in that. You know, stripping one of the best best um, wicket keepers we've had. He doesn't have to. Be, he doesn't have to say that. He knows that himself. But he doesn't have to go around saying that mm. because people will tell him that when they see him. You know, uh, it's same as Brendan McCullum. You know, people will, will, will say to you, you're fantastic, unbelievable. You don't have to go around and, and boost yourself up and say, oh, I was this, I was that. Just yep. like you, Stan, and the Morty Manawatu. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm the best Manawatu supporter ever. Uh, well, I'll be the second best, mate. How's that? <laughs> and I'm an Aucklander. Yeah. I'm an Aucklander. We'll share the podium, Joey. Go to the body. Go to the body, turbos. Up the turbos. Good on you, Joey. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, uh, mate. Cheers, mate. Um, two things. I've just been... I went outside in the last ad break. Guess what I heard, Sam, when I went outside? What'd you hear, mate? Cicadas. Guess what I saw? Rain. Sun. Great result. Stop raining. Stop raining. 0800 We'll take a break. Sammy took the little recording mechanism known as an iPhone around the staff to get a cross-section about who's their goat and why. We'll hear what they said. I haven't heard it yet either after the break.